1: And welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown but also Monday now, Raw, NXT, Dubai, oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete. With a bigger quiz, of course, on Wrestle Culture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. We actually didn't have a chance to review last week's SmackDown with all the madness around AEW Revolution. But yet again, it had some flashes of brilliance, I thought.
2: Flashes are weird. There was one flash of brilliance in the form of Roman Reigns promo, which I thought was excellent for the second week in a row. And pretty much everything he's been done from the Goldberg feud onwards has felt believable, has felt real, has felt earned for all this time he's had the title. Not all of the... Well, too much of the praise towards a lot of this Roman Reigns run has been faint, in my opinion. Um, I'm not going to get on another soapbox. I think it's been a terrible week for the rest of the media. But like, you know, you could extend that too much of this Roman Reigns run. But last last month or so, I think he's absolutely been one of them guys that's been worth going out of your way to see. Uh, We know from some fantastic interactions we have with uh, some of our listener base on Twitter and this doesn't count for everybody of course but there seems to be a general consensus view that a lot of people will watch WWE very much in passing and listen to podcasts like ours and we're very grateful that they Mm -hmm. do to keep up rather than feeling the need to just engage in all that content every week. If I could recommend just one thing in WWE currently, it wouldn't be like the praise that we've heaped upon something like the Raw Tag Division or on seeing if Bianca Belair's got it in there to beat Becky Lynch this time, or whatever the, the things might be, it would be on Roman Reigns. It would be on um, the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar angle in general, the promos he's cut in, the way in which he has put two years into a very specific character to now allow it to break down at the worst possible time. You are being asked to believe, and I think if you're willing to buy in, you'll get something out of it, that Brock Lesnar is the actual threat. To all of this. Nobody has ever felt that convincing. The biggest complaint we've had consistently has been what is the point of this heel if you're not building baby faces for him? They've not done that. It's Brock Lesnar. Yes. <laughs> they've not found the 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 full-time babyface. It's Brock. But because it's Brock, they've got Roman selling this as pure panic. Here's a man crumbling in front of us. He's starting to doubt himself, isn't he? And the best thing about his doubt and his crumbling is that he's trying to pretend like he's not. So then you get even more doubt and even more crumbling as a result. He's playing it off to a T. Last week, he kind of lost his mind in this quest for, uh, for Brock to acknowledge him. This was off the back of the just gripping contract signing the week before. It's good stuff. And they've not got that long now till WrestleMania that it'd be nice we're not going to guarantee it. We know better than to do that. It'd be nice if they kept the train on the tracks.
1: Yeah, and I think they will. I think this week's a fairly obvious next step. Like you say, he was wobbling a little bit. Um, uh, excellent promo nonetheless, but like you say, reading between the lines. I think this week he comes out and he shows the image you know, of MSG, mm. of him standing tall over a bloodied Brock with both championships and says, look, oh, I said it last week. I've already spoiled the WrestleMania main event, and now you've got a visual representation of what it's going to look like just add in 5 million dollars worth of pyro basically
2: it's really cool so people are drawing comparisons to last year how he said he was going to smash them and stack them and he did it and it was against two people who i think i think the uh, bets were evenly spread yeah. on who was going to win last year's triple threat. But that in itself there was
1: it was an argument, obviously, with the triple threat that, oh, well, Roman doesn't have to be pinned so you can protect him that way, so maybe there's a title switch.
2: This is it. People were finding ways for Roman to lose the title without losing the match. And I think that does speak to um, how, when WrestleMania season rolls around, the stakes feel different. Mm. You know, you wouldn't have... You could have put that triple threat on uh, even a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series, and I don't think it would have felt as... Believable there was going to yeah. be a title change, but WrestleMania, it's different. And yeah, Roman craving the acknowledgement for his own, f- like, flagging self-confidence and then trying to, cr- like, it's what people do on Twitter all the time no, isn't it? It's manifesting. He's created the thing at Madison Square Garden to try and manifest the moment at WrestleMania itself. Mm. Because we know how WWE operates, the mere fact they've given you the visual at Madison Square Garden cast doubt that they will give you it again mm. at WrestleMania. It's this idea that, oh, well, WrestleMania is going to go off the air with a huge visual of Roman holding up both belts over a bloodied Brock. And it's like, well, we've seen it. So mm. why would they do it again? There is, and look, we're speaking like, as people that engage with this product every week. And often, you know, from our position as recording podcasts, try to project and predict what we think is going to go. I don't think I can call it anymore when I thought I could. No. I had this as being... Roman Reigns, his toughest battle, but his toughest win. I'm nowhere near as convinced as I was anymore.
1: No, I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, you know, there's an argument to be made that Roman retains and he goes on to, like, SummerSlam and that's a nice, like, two-year mm-hmm. cycle with him as the world champion. Is that
2: to set up the return of the Vogan Fiend?
1: Yeah, or, you know, Brock Lesnar wins it. You put the brand new title on Roman Reigns that they are presumably inventing or bringing back. Might be a big gold belt, who bloody knows. Mm-hmm. Um because it's like this title unification, but then they're also, I think, from reports, bringing in a new world title, and there's not many more people better to start it off with to give it a feeling of legitimacy than Roman Reigns. I have no idea. I can't call it. I'm just very, very excited for
2: it. Yeah, and you've got to as well. It's WWE, right? So I understand anybody's um, hesitance to give them chances ever. I, I totally get that. However, um, when it comes to people that they will try and protect and preserve as best as they possibly can. There are no team more at the top of that list than Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, Mm. not least when it's for a WrestleMania main event where both belts are on the line. There are no circumstances that you can conjure in your mind that will be as important to Vince McMahon than every one of those that I've just listed. Not a single one. I
1: know they're, you know, being very hyperbolic, stupendous and Mm. all that bollocks, but it does feel like... A seismic main event. Maybe I'm biased. Maybe because you and I are lucky enough to be going to WrestleMania. We're making it even bigger on our own heads. But I can't remember this sort of level of anticipation for a world title main event at WrestleMania
2: for a a, a good few years. Well, realistically, the last one was the last time they did this, was the triple threat with uh, Charlotte. Like We were kind of pro-Charlotte's involvement because it was like, wow, there's some real spice with both belts. Becky's going to have the world... Or she's going to lose against the people that kind of never lose in Mm. Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. That was probably the last time they summoned anything like this. And to kind of put it into perspective, the faith that WWE have got in this match, WWE is the draw. For better, and let's be honest, much worse, WWE has Mm. made itself the draw. The three letters, the brand, whatever, that's the draw. Um, WrestleMania, secondary to that is the draw. People travel the world over, as we have done and will again, to WrestleMania. But night one will feature Stone Cold Steve Austin. They have given Night 2 to this match, no matter what well, else goes on this card.
1: Night 2 could also feature Stone Cold Steve Austin. You could have the KO show on Night 1, setting up a match on Night 2, I've seen suggested.
2: Don't you do this, because you're going to... This is going to be... I'm,
1: I'm happy to be there for the glass shattering and stunner, mate.
2: Look, I know what you're like, and this starts off with, maybe it will just be Austin on Night 1, because on Night 2, it's a fucking rock right there. <laughs> but right now, as we're looking at the card, clearly it is. We've got a draw for Night 1, it's Austin. We've got a draw for Night 2. It's the match. Mm. And for them to put this match on a pedestal with all the stakes and all the ramifications and the men themselves shows that they want to see how many, like, you know, uh, to paraphrase Tony Schiavone, will it put the butts in seats? Mm. They want to see exactly the power of this. WrestleMania hit its first ticket ceiling uh, around, oh, I, I forget now, but I want to say somewhere between forty 000 and 50,000 tickets. Mm-hmm. So They've got plenty more to shift. They'll say it's a 100, but we know realistically you're looking at near 80 They've got a lot to sell and they've given the thing that was presumably designed to shift a ton of tickets to night one so now it's going to be a a metal testing well until Cody debuts on Raw on (laughs) Monday but it's going to be metal testing for night two as to what exactly how much people believe in all of this Roman Reigns Brock Lesnar hype I would say right now it's the best it's been
1: yes Uh, and you mentioned night one of course also on night one is the two women's world title matches and on Smackdown that is Charlotte Flair defending against the Smackdown Women's Championship against Ronda Rousey I really quite enjoyed the main event last week in terms of Mm. the story they told of oh yeah well Ronda's only a one trick pony if you can escape one make sure you don't don't get caught in an armbar. You're fine. She murks Sonia Deville, as we all anticipate she was going to. And then she puts the ankle lock on Charlotte Flair. And the uh, lead-in tonight from WWE.com says, they are going to
2: up the intensity. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's because they haven't decided what they're going to no. do on the show tonight, yeah, exactly. isn't it? Yeah, they're
1: like yeah. We're going to decide what they're going to do in a minute, but still. I'm buzzing for that.
2: Um Yeah, it's uh, it's a good development. It's a, it's a fairly straightforward one. It kind of... It's hard to analyse because it all speaks for itself, this, doesn't it? Charlotte Flair, having only become, um, what was WrestleMania 35, 2019? Yep. So having only become three years more dominant since Ronda Rousey's last WrestleMania main event, Charlotte Flair, like, understandably believes that she has excelled beyond who she was then, and who she was then beat this out of Ronda Rousey at the Survivor Series 2018. She knew she couldn't get it done. But she still batted her with that kendo stick at the end. So imagine that Charlotte Flair, three and a bit years on from then, that's why she exudes overconfidence. Ronda Rousey, in the meantime, says, "How dare you think me, the former UFC uh, champion, only has one submission in her arsenal? A former Olympian like judoka, Judo, yeah. whatever, like there, how how dare you be so stupid as to think that?" It's all pretty simple. It's all a lot of the basics. But WWE is stupid so much of the time that the basics are welcome. Charlotte Flair, this time last year, was involved in a storyline so patently absurd that it had to be abandoned because Lacey Evans got pregnant for real and she had no WrestleMania match at all. Oh, yeah. Right? So sometimes... Grateful for the basics. What else this allows is far less of the Charlotte Flair promo style where you can't, can't discern if she's supposed to be the heel or the babyface. No. Too many of those minging programs where she was like she would say all this stuff that is ostensibly a heel promo, and then the commentator, be it Jimmy Smith like Cole, it doesn't really matter what I would have to say. Well, you can't argue with Charlotte Flair. It's like, well, what should I think then? Yeah. I'm not exactly going to cheer for her. Um, th- this is all clear. We know we're being given our instructions on big, like... Twenty foot high signs from WWE that Ronda Rousey is still to be feared. Charlotte Flair's confidence is perhaps not to be trusted. Watch a show.
1: I think tonight what they need to do is I don't know what they do with Ronda. Um, just keep her being a babyface because they've they've handled that a lot better recently. She's
2: working. This is really cool, man. She's like so she's wrestled um, at Elimination Chamber. She's wrestled on this SmackDown. She's doing the house shows. There was the, was the UK. There was the yeah. There was the immediate. Um, She's going to be around, obviously, after WrestleMania, which is crucial to the suspense for this match. It's not a WrestleMania run and done, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, she wants... She remembers what people felt for that run and wants to replicate that. And I... We talked about this in the immediacy of the Royal Rumble. There are two Ronda Rouses here. There's what we know about the real-life person. There's what we know about the person that wants to be respected within the arena of pro wrestling. I'm going to ignore the takes of the real life person yes. and suggest that we all look briefly at the Rousey that desperately wants everybody's respect in a wrestling context. That, frankly, is something WWE doesn't deserve and yet she is fighting for it. Yes. And I think she'll want the Charlotte match to go as well as it possibly can. And again, that's another reason to potentially like get as hyped as you can. I don't know, Maybe, maybe this is... One of them things where I'm like, I'm such a Rhonda guy when it comes to her in-ring output. That I will will this to being great, and I can see that she wants it to be good too. Maybe a lot of people won't get that. Maybe this is a more subjective one.
1: I think maybe this week you air like a video package of Ronda just chucking people about in an MMA gym or something, mm. and I'd have Charlotte Flair attempt to physically respond to what happened last week, her getting tapped out by the ankle lock. In what she was saying on commentary, i.e. like, I'm dangerous too. Yeah. No one's tapped me out. You know she's got one. She's a one-trick pony. I am the best. You know the, the greatest women's world champion ever. Whatever, mm. and I think she should reiterate. I can do submission stuff too. Like you haven't got the lock on this. So as part of a game, I think she should have a either have a match or just get someone in the ring and torture them, make them tap and tap and tap. But Michael Hamlet, who should that person be? <sighs> It's time for the game. Yes. I've got the uh, SmackDown roster up. Well, you can actually decide. Do you want the SmackDown roster or do you want the entire roster? Entire roster, please. Always more fun that, isn't it? I should have thought of that. So I've got the entire roster up in front of me, as I often do. Mm -hmm. I will scroll through it. Mm -hmm. You tell me to stop, and you give me a number between one and four, and that will be the person that you and I are predicting gets wrecked by Charlotte Flair on SmackDown tonight, right? That is the entire roster. There's Zoe Stark. That's the last name on there. Okay. I'm scrolling up and down. You tell me when to stop. Whenever you are ready.
2: Stop. Okay. I just wanted to see how much dead air you could realistically leave on a podcast. Is it like there, if the emergency tape kicks in. People have got, yeah, like people have, it's like if um, is it Radio X the station for fellas. If that went <laughs> off air like Wonderwall or something would play just in case. Uh three. I always pick three. Two. Okay. Two. Right. Should I have picked three? Well. Uh, Tell me what. Make it bullseye. Here's what I could have won.
1: If you'd have picked one.
2: Okay. You'd have had Trick Williams. Okay. If you'd have picked four.
1: You'd have had The Undertaker.
2: Oh, man. I'd have loved that. Imagine, like... They're doing like a Hall of Fame thing and Charlotte putting him in the figure eight. I
1: mean, I wouldn't get too excited. I think we might have to re-roll this. Okay. Because uh, number three, which yep. you choo- you choo- you decided against, yep. is Tyler Beard. Okay. <laughs> Tyler Bate. Yeah. Number two is Triple H. So do you want to re-roll? <laughs>
2: no, I don't. What are you talking about? No. I, look, I hope he's all right. I hope he's feeling okay. Get him out there. Get him in a figure eight. It'll be like when he was like selling for Ric Flair's figure four. He'll know exactly how to sell for it. It'll feel like some sort of big NXT thing where it's like, oh, my horsewomen have all grown up and here I am tapping to the figure eight in the middle of SmackDown. <laughs> PS, get well seen, et cetera. Like, yes, keep that, please. Triple H. Re-roll it. What were you thinking? I said, pamphlet's not going to go for this, you know. Like, right <laughs> So Charlotte Flair makes an example of Triple H tonight to get to Ronda Rousey, yeah. her first WWE opponent. LTS Triple H.
0: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds.
1: We've also got Sasha Banks versus Queen Zelina on tonight's show. Um, The tag team champs just keep getting beat on the road to WrestleMania, don't they?
2: Hate this, mate. They got
1: beat on Raw in a tag match because Carmella was too obsessed with cack. Cack.
2: Cack uh, and and nobody watching a YouTube show about cack. And uh, Naomi beat Carmella last week. Natalia was watching on as that match took place. Oh, like yeah. They did the cut too, so she's probably looking for a partner because Tamina's got a new partner of a different kind, a of cack kind of Monday Night Raw. So, so
1: they're doing a, a fight or four-way for the tag title.
2: At least. What was last year's where Mandy Rose fell on her ass. Um Was that like a... Oh, God. Uh, yeah, the tag team turmoil her, yeah. thing that went on for ages. Um, <laughs> fell on her ass. I, I'm going to say this again for anybody that didn't listen to our Raw review, and why would you not? Available wherever you get your podcasts. Um... Forget like other very reasonable criticisms about the state of women's wrestling, WWE, about the state of the women's tag belts, which have pretty much always been abused since one night, which we will forever disagree on. Uh, yep. This, this is what Sasha Banks is doing at WrestleMania. It's not on. It's not on. Um, I got no problem with Naomi, by the way. This is like I feel like if I just isolate this to Sasha Banks, I think if anything, Naomi has been given such. To sift through mm-hmm. since that incredible Royal Rumble pop, pretty much since she lost the woman's title a few years back. Mm. She had it all glowed and up. when she
1: did the uh, karaoke. Oh.
2: <laughs> Time to play the game. <laughs> That's my uh, Tamina. I have to, <laughs> I have to see something like that again, I'm going to make them look like Ellsworth. <laughs> Um No, all the stuff she's had to do, if anything, this is like, it's sort of the other way around. It's like, oh, here you go, Naomi, celebrate your crumbs. Like, she's with Sasha Banks, so it's like, for her, it's an elevation because she just has to swim through the mud all the time. Yeah, Sasha Banks should, like, be nowhere near any of this. Here's what I hope, well-born. Here's what I hope. This ridiculous tag team molasses that's taking place right now, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. for Um is going to keep adding teams and adding teams and adding teams and adding teams. And uh, you're going to see, like, I don't know... Uh, I feel bad for saying this for Naomi, but you're going to get to the match of the night itself and you're going to see Naomi attacked backstage and Sasha Banks is going to be like, what the hell? What am I going to do? And the commentator is going to be like, I bet Sonya Deville had something to do with this. She didn't want Naomi to work at WrestleMania. And then Bailey's music hits. Yes! And Sasha Banks is like, oh, not you. Anyone but you. And Bailey's like, you've got me or nobody. Like, do you want these? Do you want these belts? Do you want a WrestleMania match or not? And she's like, Oh, God damn it. And then, of course, they win because, of course, they're the best. And that's this redemption for Bailey getting completely cheated out of a match last year. It's going to be her first night back in front of fans. Keep it unannounced for the huge Um let this be Sasha's vindication, and that's why I've got nothing to say about this match because the build to this is wet because the rest of the match itself is wet too.
1: Yeah, exactly. I will I'm not. I'm not happy about it, but I will allow everything that happens on the road to WrestleMania, as so long as Sasha Banks and whoever her partner may be. I like Naomi, so I kind of hope it's her. But Natalia
2: just... could, is in need of a partner. You know, they could do a Bailey thing there, and it's like that's the way to combat Sasha on the other side. I've I can see your eyes just. Like turned a shade yeah. of grey at the prospect of Natalia unveiling and Bailey as a partner. Yeah,
1: I, I, I weakens Bailey's return. To <laughs> but yeah, um, as long as Sasha Banks leaves WrestleMania as tag champ, I don't really care. She beats Queen Zelina here.
2: The thing is, the Naomi thing would be like them winning would be actually pretty cool. They've got the um. I, I'm I'm not going to give them the benefit of the, doubt of the Team Bad Law. I'm not having oh, that yeah. at all. Right, but um, although they might get Team Bad related gear, and that would be amazing. But uh, it does like them two together. Sasha Banks is such a great performer that she, you know, the Michael Cole, like, she loves her phone. Like, they look like they're enjoying themselves. And she, this might be us, like, speaking on her behalf when we shouldn't. She might just look at this as, something nice to do. Yeah. I with my friend. This is going to be a good time. Naomi genuinely does deserve a platform. Then winning, the, winning the belts would be the nicest outcome from something that is absolute garbage masquerading as a WrestleMania match. Mm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Without the Bailey stuff at all, this is the... You know, the only sort of, the only outcome where you're like, oh, well, fair enough. You know, like, the like the, the people we like have had a nice day at work. Exactly. That, that fallback.
1: Um, One person we really like is Sami Zayn. He yes. didn't have a great day at work no. in terms of losing the IC title last week. And yet, he's got a very exciting road to WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with Ricochet, but you can pull out a classic with almost
2: anyone. So if you give him 10 minutes with... Uh, Thank no, you. this isn't a game. Let me, let me. I'm going to spoil this game, if you will. But I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Five guys in the fucking ladder. That's what's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> please. That's, that's what's happening. That's why they put the belt on Ricochet because you're going to hang that up and people are going to hurt their backs. Cool. Yep. And
1: uh, what do you reckon to uh, Sammy Zayn's? I suppose mental breakdown at the hands of Johnny Knoxville.
2: Absolute tremendous. Sammy Zayn has become the walking feed. He uh, he tweeted the other day that he's got Johnny Knoxville's yep. number and he started texting him like, frightened selfies and stuff like that. Amazing crack. Uh, Johnny Knoxville with his Intercontinental Chump t-shirt. Like, I, I love all this, man. I wish the belt was still involved in it, because I think I wanted to see Knoxville win it, but that was pissing enough people off. Yeah. That maybe that has actually addressed a complaint to, to a certain section of the fan base, and instead we're just going to get the fun of the match itself. It's all good. Crack this. Um, WWE, as we say quite a lot, is often as much to do with how well good performers can elevate bad material, and if this was a university course, Sammy's going to get a first, wouldn't he? Yep. So I have absolutely no worries about how all of this is going to play out.
1: I'm, You know, I, I have no idea what the match is going to end up looking like, but I will say this. WWE is on a hell of a hot streak with celebrities involved in their wrestling. You're talking Bad Bunny and mm-hmm. last year's race, WrestleMania. And this year's Rumble. And this year's Rumble. Pat McAfee, yep. all the way back with Adam Cole. Uh, you know, they, they bring people in and... Logan Paul in last year, Logan, Sammy Paul, Zane, yeah, exactly. own stuff, yeah. Uh, Logan Paul is an athlete at the end of the day. I know he does all the bollocks on YouTube and what mm. have you, but he's fought Floyd Mayweather. So I don't know whether he's going to have the wrestling ability necessarily, but he's not going to be just sort of bumbling around like Snoop Dogg trying to pull off a bloody frog splash. It's not Drew anything.
2: Carey in the rumble, is it? No. No.
1: Um, so I think what they've done is, is a masterstroke
2: with the celebrity matches this year, you know? Honestly, don't mind them. Yeah. it's... A, Wrestle, there's a there's a broader conversation to be had here about celebrities, about WrestleMania in general, should I say. WWE, they kind of book, right? So you have to look at a WrestleMania card, not as, and I wish it was the case. Like, we, me and you sit here sometimes, we're our own worst enemies, and when, like, Sidgwick's in the room to moderate, he kind of reminds us of that. You can fantasy book all you want these stories that you've picked up tiny details or those logical things, and just every now and then, and I'd like... I'm talking maybe once in a decade, Sasha and Bailey in 2020, it actually pays itself off. But for the most part, they all just fall apart. Yeah. They all just fritter away. Yeah. Right. Um, WrestleMania is one of the times where you have to look at the stuff WWE does really well and see if they can do the biggest and best version of it. Case in point, stupid reunion nights where a bunch of legends come back. Nobody cares about Ted D.B. Austin and Axana having punch backstage. Yeah. But Steve Austin in a big stadium, yes. Yes. Celebrity matches. They can kind of do this sort of stuff. You've got to expect the WrestleMania card to have two or three of them because, like, Nick Khan's spreadsheet isn't going to add Johnny Knoxville as a contracted performer. It's a one-night spend, and they're going to get the money back on it. So it just this kind of stuff makes far more sense in the context of modern WWE than, you, like, anyone, us included, trying to fan cast, like, a six-month storyline. It just it, That's just the way it works.
1: I'm not even going to pitch what he does this week. I'm just going to continue my campaign for have Sami Zayn try and prank Johnny Knoxville.
2: Yeah. Uh, like I, I want to see that. I want, um, I would like, uh, Sami Zayn just wants to appear somewhere Johnny Knoxville is and party boy him. So like Pontius has done that to so many people over the years. Sami Zayn pulls a, like a tearaway tracksuit off, mm-hmm. and he's like Johnny Knoxville, trying. To, ah, it's all really fun. I'm trying to do some promotion, and Sami Zayn's like, No, this is you. This is what you people do. And just like he tries to out jackass the jackass. Yeah. Because what else has he got left to lose? I'm so excited to see what
1: mad bumps Johnny Knoxville takes. Oh, I can wait. I was watching uh, like uh, him talking about some of the s- craziest stunts that he's done in, in jackass history. I think in the new film, there's one bit where he gets flattened by a bull. Surprise, surprise. <sighs> and that's the second take, because the first time all he did was break his ribs.
2: Was there a thing a few weeks ago where some of them strange people on Twitter, I, I care about wrestlers not getting injured and people not getting hurt, but it was like one of the halluva kicks was looked particularly Ooh. stiff, and people were like... Pfft. You know, Johnny Knoxville has spoken in detail about the concussions that he's had. Come on, can you be a bit more responsible? It's like you're talking to the guy that's made his millions from jackass. Yeah, and these, this is the person you're choosing to be the safety police over. Have a word yourself.
1: <laughs> uh Finally, or not, but no, not finally. Actually, before we get to the new day wanting revenge, um, little fun game. Okay. Called what will Drew McIntyre sugarbabe this week because uh, he uh, hoied a sword into a dartboard if I'm not mistaken last yeah. week is
2: that right is that right? a yeah Ted Hankey himself who's <laughs> in charge me or the devil throws a sword <laughs> uh, yeah so this week uh, Drew McIntyre will say goodbye to his WrestleMania Day oh because with that sword he's going to throw it perfectly through. 6 pieces of meat to make a perfect kebab. Oh. You know, uh, he's like Baron Corbin's going to be like doing a his line
1: of donuts.
2: He's going to Baron Corbin's going to be doing his barbecue stuff that he enjoys. Oh, he likes yeah. his... as we learn as Andy Murray learned at uh, his peril. Indeed. Like my, uh, Corbin knows his way around a steak, doesn't he? He does. So he's going to be cooking backstage. I don't know why there's a grill in the backstage <laughs> area. But him and Happy Corbin are having a whale of a time. They're making meat jokes, uh, loads of puns, all that sort of stuff. And then out of shot, the sword is going to fly in and go through all the pieces of meat, and he's going to make a man-sized kebab with his sword. And he's just going to, I'll take that, thanks very much. And he's going to do five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. Count them all, and then eat them all at the same time, then claim all madcap masks.
1: Good for me. Uh, All I was going to suggest is, because, you know, they they did a trope last week of, uh, I'm Baron Corbin, I'm Happy Corbin, I'm undefeated. I've done this at WrestleMania, I've won this, this, and, you know, the Wikipedia page thing that they do. This week, what's the other thing they can do? Say how tall someone is. (laughs) Baron Corbin's a massive guy. He's one of those guys a bit like Wade Barrett back in the day who I get the feeling, if you actually met him in person, you'd be like, look at the size of you, and he just looks normal in WWE. So, um, to show it off, for some reason, he's against one of those yeah, police lineup backgrounds that's got the height things on. Uh, but of course, he's happy, cool, but he's being wacky. He's got his hat on, and Drew McIntyre throws a sword and it pins the hat wherever he's standing. Nice. And then he ducks and runs off, but it's just there. And then Drew McIntyre does a funny pose.
2: Can he have like an apple on his head? So it's like William Wallace, more like William Taylor. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to
1: tell you what I'm going to do. I'm clean, buddy. Can I hear the offer? This will meet
2: We've had some fun. But we are members of the wrestling media, and it's time to get serious mm-hmm. for a second, if I may. Um, as you said, we're very fortunately going to be in attendance at WrestleMania. B- <laughs> barring something absurd like a global pandemic kicking off. Had that happened once before, don't need it again. Um, we are going to need people to help us. Uh, in our attempts to give coverage, we're going to be there live in attendance. Now, obviously, Drew McIntyre has spoke for many years about the dream. The dream of attending WrestleMania in front of that crowd and winning the big one. Had it ripped away from him in 2020, didn't we all? And had it again taken off him in 2021. Because oh. he couldn't get it done against Bobby Lashley. The, the dream has yet to come true. And I mean, this year, Christ, happy Corbin. I know disrespect to Corbin, but happy Corbin. Yeah. Like, if anything, there is no dream anymore. That dream has been broken. <gasps> so when the strains of say sh- goodbye, do your favourite gay yeah. is playing in the building, can somebody tweet us to let us know? if Michael Cole has explained in great detail what that theme is about. Because otherwise, come on, WWE, how can we be expected to understand it? That
1: is the last we'll have on that topic. How, like, how is the conversation still going
2: on? I, I just... And you know what? Like, I genuinely think, like, all those bad faith actors, who were like, what's this music? I don't understand! Right? I would believe it more for Drew McIntyre, because who the fuck other than me was watching WWE when he was coming out to that. <laughs> Like,
1: uh, finally, uh, Michael Hamflit, Uh what if Seamus and Ridge Bloody Olin got against an ATV? What happened last week?
2: Right, this ATV thing. I know there was a few people suggesting, oh, it's cool, it's one of the Steve Austin teasers. Yeah. Nah. That was me. It's a game that, like, Sidgwick initiated on this podcast, uh, and he thought too long and hard about it. He was thinking, oh, there's always cars in WrestleMania season. He's talking about, baby, you can drive my what? what? no. There is. He's right. There's always vehicles at WrestleMania, but it's not about that. There's always toys at WrestleMania. Yeah. There was a shark cage a few years ago that was appearing a lot all of a sudden. There was infamously uh, Braun Strowman's, we got your car. <laughs> it's like, it wasn't even my car. Uh, so they could sell a toy. There's a big E, ATV. Isn't there mm-hmm. like a Seamus and Ridge Holland pissed off that they didn't get like a, a toy pub play set where you can have Seamus and Ridge watching Seamus matches on a, on a big screen in an English pub?
1: My favorite bit of all this from last week was uh, I mean, the nothing match obviously mm. that just ended with the Chop block, I think, on Biggie, and then just Ridge Holland, obviously twatting Kofi, he's just uh, arsing about on the ATV, and then he hit the ATV with a chair, and I was like, "That's not going to do much damage," because <laughs> you flat against it, and then he actually broke something, and Kofi oh, bollocks, I've kind of broke, the <laughs> yeah. and then he had to take it out and back and take actual hammers to it and stuff.
2: But uh, I'd it's like, like it. it's like the Father Ted car from the raffle. Like, I think you fixed it, Ted. Cut to the ATV; just falling apart. <laughs> I just really hope that they don't
1: get a new one. I want them to, like, stick it back together and to to make funny noises, basically.
2: I said it in Charlotte Ronde. um, Car stuff's funny, but we're three or four weeks out from WrestleMania. Basics, basics, fundamentals. Let's have a match. Imagine the wrestlers having a match (laughs) in the wrestling company. Get to the New Day versus the Usos. Yes, please. Number one contenders match between the New Day and Ridge Holland and Sheamus. It's like, this cannot continue the way it is. One of us is going to WrestleMania and one of us isn't. Let's have a match tonight. The winners get the tag title shot. Usos, what do you say? And they put their one finger in the air and say, yes. And then the New Day win. Like, come on. Yes. Uh, Because otherwise, it's a triple threat. And that's worse.
1: The best way to get revenge, right, is... I uh, don't, don't really care what happens with this Seamus-Ridge Holland team going forward. It's just been a nice way to introduce Ridge Holland yeah, to the main roster, in my like. opinion. So, yeah, they, they've they done this. The New Day clearly won revenge. And either this week or next week, they set up a number one contenders match, the finish of which is the fixed ATV or the new one, whatever you want to do. It got insurance or... Uh, bollocks. And uh, they, not like in to injure him, so you don't have to necessarily run him over, but they put the ATV on top of Rich Holland, so he can't make the save, and then they hit Sheamus with their big finish, pin him, and like you say, go on to, uh, I don't know what match they've got left. A ladder, another Laddam match? Who cares? Who's it, Sheamus one. and
2: Ridge Holland? Oh, you mean the tag title match? Yeah. yeah, I don't know how you spice up the tag title match. Sheamus and Ridge Holland. We haven't seen these announced yet, but it is feeling like the way the card is coming together with a variety of singles and tag matches. Like, there's not many multi-mans kicking around at the moment. Yeah. Um... It's feeling like it's going to be an Andre here, doesn't it? Yeah. They're, 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 there's two nights, there's two Andre battle royals. It looks like there's. Well, I I'm saying that I don't know if there's a women's roster for it. There's sack too many people. <laughs> but um, theoretically, there's enough for two Andre's here once you've got all the singles matched out of the way. So yeah, I think Sheamus and Ridge can start thinking about that. Start thinking about how they're going to get thrown out by Omos or Via. Oh God. If, uh. he, if he comes in time,
1: I wouldn't. Put, I wouldn't hold your breath.
2: Come Saturday. Come Sunday,
1: <laughs> still an IKEA, mate. <laughs> uh, right, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Watch, well, take, and follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit
2: at Via to be reinvented as a wrestler called Billy Bookcase. He's <laughs> well read. Um, at Michael Hamflit,
1: follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. As I said, he's
2: well read because he's on Monday Night Raw. Very good. That's, that's a, like that's a homophone joke. You don't get them on your other podcast, do you? You don't get them from your thick wrestling takes on Twitter all my phones on Smackdown podcasts about Raw what, we've got it all this is why we're number one in the f-ing charts what
1: culture wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts got the Rampage preview and culture with the hashtag bloody good quiz coming your way a little bit later on today but for now this has been the Smackdown preview my thanks to Michael Hamlet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon